This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. And we are back with more Real Presence Live. We're your hosts this morning, Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, and we are live on site at Hurley's Religious Goods. Right, Janine? Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. And anyone in the Fargo area, Moorhead area, uh, you should really come down and see this beautiful store and check all the wonderful things out that are here. They probably already have, honestly. I mean, it's Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, it's a good day. It's raining outside. You can't be playing in the garden, so come in and shop around at Hurley's. And and we've just been so grateful to have one of the co-owners of Hurley's, Mark McAllister, this morning. He's been telling us about uh, just more about the store. Mm-hmm. in general and then and even the way that with, they do business on yeah. the international level and it's it's just yeah. fantastic so we're going to continue visiting with mark a little bit more but we we do want to remind our listeners that coming up next we we need you to get your questions ready for our straight tag segment so after we're done visiting with mark um we want to have your questions about the faith or comments about what's going on in the world around us and get those questions ready because we have monsignor schlesselman yeah gregory schlesselman and and I keep challenging our listeners to try and stump our priest. Or say and, his name. That uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But Mark, uh, it's been such such a joy having you I, here with well, us. I want to say one thing before yeah. we jump back with Mark, uh, that there is an opportunity to get those phone lines warmed up in advance. Ooh, that's yeah, right. Because Mc, uh, the Hur- Hurleys <laughs> uh, are offering two special giveaways this morning. And these are, these are awesome items that you're going to want to get get in on. Uh, the first item is a gorgeous 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady. With this, Mark has graciously mentioned that he would ship her to our winner. The other item is a beautiful bronze crucifix with a large St. Benedict medal right in the center. Now, here's how it works. When I said we have an opportunity to get those phone lines warmed up for our Straight Talk segment, we, when we give out the number, the third caller will win the crucifix and the fourth caller will win the statue of Our Lady. So you want to be ready with that phone, phone number. Make sure you got the 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady. She's going to be going to the fourth caller. The third caller will get the bronze crucifix. So, ready? That number is 877-795-0122. Call in now at 877-795-0122 for your chance to claim that 24-inch cement statue of Our Lady or the beautiful bronze crucifix uh, with a large St. Benedict medal right in the center of it. Yeah, and, and they are absolutely beautiful. They, the 24-inch uh, statue of Our Lady. We're looking right at her. It, she would just be so beautiful in a merry garden, yep. uh, a garden outside your door, even at your front doorstep, mm-hmm. you know, with a nice potted plant. Uh, she is really beautiful. And, and I, I believe I heard also that you're willing to ship it to yep. any of our callers. So you can be in Rochester and you don't have to worry about coming into Hurley's. We will ship it, or they will ship it right to you. Yep. Yeah. So Mark, I do have a question. Um, because we do have a large listening area, do you do anything with online? Do you have a website where... I haven't finished the web, the new website all the way. It's okay. really, really close. I would hope that within the month, by the end of the month, I will actually have the new website online and running. Oh, that would be fantastic because then you could really reach out to our whole listening area. Mm-hmm. Now, Mark, remind me, do you have stores outside of the Fargo area store? No. no. We used to have another branch in Sioux Falls. Okay, but, I thought that you had one. But after point. Dad okay. had passed away, we ended up closing okay. that branch and kind of consolidating everything in order to... 
So it's a good Cuba. excuse for people to come and visit beautiful, sunny Fargo. And I'll give you a side note on the statues. So those are actually made in uh, Ohio. And my friend Patrick makes them, and he drives up here because they won't. No kidding. So, so he brings them up two or three times a year. But his son has been discerning. So the, the, over the summer, when the seminarians are out of classes... He has four of them right now, and that's what they do to make their money for the summer really? is they make these statues. Oh, that's awesome. And that's, and that's a lot of hard work. Concrete is hard work. And then to have it so detailed and so beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just really I love, beautiful. I love the gifts that the Lord has given to other people. That uh, Although we don't possess them, we can enjoy them and appreciate them uh, in our own way. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. So, Mark, you were telling us about uh, you know doing business internationally. What does it mean to you to sell a product at your business that's helping give back to Christians abroad? I think for the most part, everyone wants to do good. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely ethical good ways to do business. To me, it means that I get to live my faith. Mm -hmm. I get to do the right thing. I don't have to do things that conflict with me. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, that makes me happy. Yes, mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier to sleep at night, <laughs> and a lot easier to do everything. I think we call that God's peace. Yeah. <laughs> that we also desire and oh. a beautiful opportunity to glorify God. Right? I mean, that's correct. That's what we're made for. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this is this. Is, how long have you been in business? You said sixty, uh, sixty some years. Hank Hurley started the store in 1951. Okay. And my father bought it in 1975. Wow. Well, fantastic. Well, we can't thank you enough for how you at Hurley's give back to the community and how you're giving back to the families that are living in Africa and around the world that are are doing business with you. We we just really appreciate all that you're doing. Thank you. And again, I want to say thank you for all the support that Hurley's has given for the Diocese of Fargo in our Redeemed Conferences. Uh, You've been so generous with providing, you know, giant crucifixes and statues and and everything we we could possibly hope for, uh, altar and all that in... uh, in making those, turning a very secular environment into a sacred mm-hmm. space. It's been awesome. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thanks also for having us on site here today, Mark. It's it's just a treat. This yeah. is a novelty for Janine and me, but it's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, it's uh, next to being, you know, in a church. This is uh, the best place. It yeah. really is. Yep. So thank you very much. Yep. Thank you guys for coming. We yeah. appreciate it. Well, Thanks thank so much you. for being with us this morning, Mark. Yeah. yeah. And I I just want to let our listeners know again, get those questions ready. And you can call in or you can um, go on Facebook. And it doesn't have to be about a question you have in the faith. It can just be something you want to chat with Monsignor Schlesselman about, uh, something going on in the world, or, or possibly you want to ask him about uh, the new building. We just tore down the St. Paul Newman Center yeah, yeah. this last week. And maybe you want to ask him a question about the the building project that's going on you know anything that you would like to bring to the table he will be here in just a few minutes so get those questions ready yep and as far as i know i I don't know if anyone has claimed the the 24 inch cement statue of our lady or the bronze crucifix aaron can you tell us if if those are still in the hopper 
They're still in the hopper. Okay. So we, it looks like we have... Oh, oh no. We have some winners. We have some winners coming through. We got Eileen from Sioux Falls is the crucifix winner. And the statue winner is Wendy from Williston. So congratulations, Eileen and Wendy. Good job on navigating those buttons at 877-795-0122. Remember to keep those in mind because we're coming up quick on uh, the Straight Talk segment where you can use that same number. Uh, to call in and speak with Monsignor Gregory Slussman. But this has just been, it's been really cool so far, hasn't it? Oh, it's been fantastic. And what a joy to have Mark on with us this morning. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a beautiful family business. And that's another good reason, great reason to, to, to just come down and shop at Hurley's. You're supporting a family business. Uh, it's just so important. Yeah, and it's it's honestly I've been here so many times, and it's just amazing the different uh, areas that they go into. We we they've got beautiful uh, painting art statues, um, scapulars as I said, crucifixes. It's it's amazing. So but just come down and see yep. for yourself. Absolutely. So we are uh, we are here in those button style <laughs> button style. Well, I guess that's how it works now. You don't get a ringer any longer. We have Monsignor Gregory Schlosselman in studio for our Straight Talk segment. Good morning to you, Monsignor. Good morning to you, Brad. Awesome to have you on board again. It's always such a treat to have you in. It really is. It really is. Well, I just got back from wine country, so we thought of you often. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) California. California And uh, yeah, so good to be back, though. Great to be back. And we're so excited to have our listeners call in. And and I'm serious. Try and stomp Monsignor Sussman. I I think it's. Stomp him. Don't stomp him. Very hard to do. It is he is from wine way. country, but I'm not sure that it's really going to have the effect oh, that you're hoping for. Oh, I see the him. pun now. <laughs> yeah. oh, so the number to while. call in and get on, on the phone with Monsignor Schlossman is 877-795-0122. You can call in, uh, ask a question, leave a comment. Um, you can look us up on Facebook and uh, submit a question or comment there. So... Uh, it's just a great opportunity for our local listeners to get that that uh, in possibility of asking questions and interacting with our local priests and, and getting really good spiritual insight. Monsignor is uh, just tremendous at spiritual guidance. He's, his, most of his priesthood has been f- spent on formation of seminarians, of deacons, of lay people, of college students nowadays, right, Monsignor? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I spend most of my time right now working with college students. It's a great ministry. Um, it's a great privilege because it's a really important time um, in a young person's life. They mm-hmm. make really important you know, decisions about where they're going to be, uh, where they're going, what their faith life is going to be like. Mm. And all of that happens you know, within a four or five year period uh, while they're at the university. So it's a, I think it's a very important mission and it's a great privilege to be able to accompany them, be with them. Um, to to hopefully you know encourage them along the way of faith. Yeah, and and it's so cool because it's uh, you're ministering the family of God. It's not just the local students that are going there, but we have some priests that were just ordained in this last month in the diocese of Saint Cloud yes. that are prodigies of <laughs> of the Newman Center, which is very exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, and and we just got word this morning, in fact, that uh, there's a young woman uh, who's uh, looking at entering discerning uh, religious life in in Nebraska so you know we we see these uh, these wonderful moments where young people find Christ they find uh, they experience their faith in a new way mm. and uh, and then they hear that invitation 
you know, and, and and with a generous heart, decide to follow him. And so it's uh, it's a great privilege to watch that unfold uh, over time. You know, as they're at the university, so. It, it is. And we actually have um, we have someone who has a question for you. Uh, Stella is from Sioux Falls. She's not on the phone, but she wants to ask Monsignor Schleschleman, how do priests feel about not getting married? Uh, that's a great question. I'm sure it's it's a question that, uh, that a lot of people, even especially maybe nowadays more so, uh, mm. you know, talk about. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, there's a, it's a complex um, issue on, in one way, and in another way it's, it's very simple. Uh, in terms of the complexity, uh, it's, you know, humanly speaking, there's a, uh, there's a great beauty uh, in marriage, in, uh, in love between uh, a husband and a wife, and, and the beauty of the gift of children. And uh, celibacy is in no way, shape, or form a negation of that. Right. In fact, we in seminary formation, we, we talk about how uh, the capacity, the aptitude of a young man to really become a, a good husband and father is the same aptitude that would make him a good priest. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not because he'd be a, a lousy family man yes. that, oh, okay, he'll make a great priest. And uh, But... But on the contrary, it's the, those virtues or those added those character uh, qualities are are essentially identical uh, mm-hmm. because we want them to be men of character. We want them to uh, to be men of love, to really yes. genuinely want to give themselves completely and totally for the sake of love, mm-hmm. and uh, and so. I think that's uh, recognizing that helps to understand then why in the gift of a priest to the church, uh, how that is essentially the same movement, but it is in a sense the the, the direction in, in which he is giving himself is is different, mm-hmm. uh, and it's with a view, and the church has always understood that it's with a view to um, to both giving an image of. And, and being more more clearly an image of Jesus himself, who did not marry, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, also to be an image of eternity, because uh, marriage is a sacrament that is for this life. I mean, all the sacraments are for this life. Right, yes. Right. And in eternity, uh, you know, as Jesus himself said, no one is given, you know, no marriage happens, you know, essentially. And I, in that, in other words, the, the celibacy of the priesthood is to point to eternity. It's like, we are made for God and ultimately for God alone but without excluding that being for others. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. even, you know, beautiful marriages, you know, in eternity, you know, the, they're going to be able to rejoice with each other in love. For sure. You know, in God. But it, it really points to the fact that God really did make us for himself. Right. Yes. And, right. and perfect love, as imperfect and even sinful as we are as human beings, we want to be loved perfectly. It's an amazing thing about the human heart. Mm-hmm. We have this finite, limited, broken capacity, and yet we have an infinite desire for something that only God can give us. Mm-hmm. And and I and I think that that's really at the heart of the the, well, the truth. That's fantastic. And we thank Stella for the question. It's a beautiful question. And just uh, callers out there. Call in at 877-795-0122, and you can also put your comments on Facebook. You can ask your questions or, or give us a comment on Facebook. So we have Jackie from Northwest Kansas on the on the phone, I believe. Jackie, are you wow, there? Oh, that's fantastic. I am here. Excellent. Jackie, what's your question for Monsignor Schlosselman? 
Okay, well, this is, this is, son gave a lab puppy to his girlfriend 14 years ago, and they have since gotten married. Uh, she was never a, she was never a pet person, and I think that my son actually bought the dog because he wanted the dog. But, you know, the dog is now 14. She has major health problems. Uh, she barely has any teeth left. Uh, she eats uh, she, she eats constantly and can't gain weight. She's incontinent. She can barely breathe in the summer heat. And the other day I uh, saw her in, in the... Uh, she was laying in front of her fan, and I had some food for her, and she couldn't get off of her bed to come and get the food. And she she cried, and she cried, and I, I called my son, and I said, it's time. It's past time. And he said, I can't do it. I can't do it where she's laying. And um, so... He called his wife, and for some reason, even though she never liked the dog, the dog has just worked and worked and worked on her, <clears throat> and <clears throat> she's the only person the dog will come to. And so she she called me, and she said, <clears throat> "I just I just don't think we can do this." And I said, "It's it's time. She can barely breathe." She can't get up off of her mat. When it's 102 in the middle of the afternoon, how do you expect her to get water? And she said, well, when you are in your 80s and 90s, do you want me to put you down just because you can't do for yourself? And I I said, I am made in the image and likeness of God. This is a dog with a mortal soul. She is depending on you to do the right thing for her. And she just became very angry and told me that it was her dog and I needed to mind my own business. So my question to you is, we, we're, we've become a culture that does everything they can to rescue their pet. And I think that this is out of guilt. But at the same time, they inconvenient pregnancies, and euthanize sick and old people because they are inconvenient. And I, I just, I want to hear somebody speak on that, about the amount of money that we waste on vet bills for animals that have lost limbs and we put little wheels under their legs, when instead of doing a humane thing and putting them down. Well, Jackie, we thank you so much for your question. Um, we'll have Munsinger Schlesman answer that for you. Yes, thank uh, you. yes, Jackie. I think I think the the important way of approaching this question is, um, I mean, as you said, we are we are made in the image and likeness of God, and and that means that our relationships with other people, you know, in this case, between you and your daughter-in-law and your son, um, obviously has a primacy, has an importance that 
obviously greatly greatly exceeds the relationship with the dog um okay. and and you're and you're right that the dog does not have the same uh he does not have the same value uh as a human person a human person as in you know we are made in the image and likeness of god we have an immortal soul we are destined personally and uniquely for eternity a, a dog and all of creation all of visible creation um, beyond that does not share in that same infinite capacity as the human person at the same time i would just simply say that you know sometimes uh, it's really good uh, to 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 pause at the mystery of the human heart, uh, much of which we do not know, including and especially even our own hearts, um, and to recognize that people become attached to animals for all kinds of reasons. And you, you're right in our in our culture, there's there's certainly confusion about this, um, and and more than likely in the culture in general, it's probably because of guilt uh, that of what we are, how we approach children and how we approach our elderly uh, without respect. But I think in the very particular circumstance of your own relationship, it's really important to recognize that there's a great value to bringing your relationship with your 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 son and your daughter-in-law to the lord and asking him what he thinks about what has gone on so far um and asking jesus what he would want to do for you for your daughter-in-law for your son um so that that relationship can find healing and um an easing of whatever tension might still be there and the lord can bring you into a deeper peace because that's the most important value in a question uh, such as this. Does that help, Jackie? It, it does, and I, I really hadn't considered it that way. I was just really looking at the suffering of the dog, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, she's suffering. And yeah. that's so understandable, Jackie. That uh, is a, a compassionate feeling that you are sharing with us, and, and we recognize that. Um, yeah, it's a year down the road, though. Uh, your your relationship with your daughter-in-law and your son are, yeah. are so vitally right. important. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, yeah. well, thank you for calling in, Jackie. How did you find us? Uh, my daughter lives in Minot. Okay. And she um, had me listen when um, when the Sons of Thunder. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> so I, I, Fantastic. I, I got. Uh, I just really, really, really like this. This whole. Um, I, I don't have an XM uh, uh, Catholic radio subscription, but I can listen on the internet. So this is great. Awesome. I love this. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, so encourage much. all your friends to do the same. We love having you Pardon listen me? in. Fr- yeah. Encourage all your friends <laughs> yeah. to do the same. We love having having you listen in. All right. Thank you. Uh, thanks so Thank much, you, Jackie. Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Bye-bye. All right. All right. If you want to follow Jackie's example and get on the line with Monsignor Gregory Schlesselman, you can do that very thing by calling in at 877-795-0122 or posting your questions on Facebook, questions or comments. Uh, You can call in with a question or comment for Monsignor Schlesselman. We do have a comment on Facebook by, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it's Tanya or Tanya, so I apologize if I, I'm getting it wrong and I'm getting it right, so there. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some people get tattoo rings of, on their wedding f- ring finger instead of actual physical rings. This made me wonder, would the tattoos be valid matter for a wedding ring blessing? That's an interesting question. It is an interesting question, but I, I would 
I mean, I would have to l- look it up, but yeah. I'm pretty 99% confident that that would not be valid. sufficiently valid. Yeah. Uh, there's something about a physical ring and, uh, that, that really, um, you can't... Bl- I mean, you you can't bless a tattoo. You you can bless mm-hmm. the person's finger. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but the idea is a blessing of the ring, um, yeah. in which it's symbolic, because it's not. Um, it's supposed to be a gift that the other gives. Mm-hmm. There's there's a whole gesture in the giving of the ring, the mm. mutual giving of the rings in the in the rite of marriage, that is a very beautiful, uh, visible reminder of what spiritually is happening. And and to take that away, I think it, it would honestly would cheapen it hmm. um, and I don't think the church would uh, would be willing to let that supply or supplant the the, in, the exchange of actual rings. Well, what a wonderful insight and uh, that the giving of the ring being a significant aspect. I can see you in the mind of someone where they think, well, this is a permanent thing, so I'm, I'm for the long haul, you know, this is on my body, but the, that aspect of giving and receiving is a, is a yeah because it's one. the spouse that gives the ring mm-hmm. and not some tattoo artist yeah in, you know right in some tattoo shop downtown interesting um, there's a big difference and the rings do become permanent as you get older and your knuckles yeah, get bigger i, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, that, I yeah. can't yeah. get mine <laughs> off yeah. Yeah, it's on there <laughs> Well put. Excellent. Well, thank you for the thank you for the question, yeah. Tonya. Uh, or Tanya. Tanya. Or Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> so now we have on the phone. Uh, uh, before I go, uh, call, go to Claire from Holly, we have eight. Uh, you can call in also to get on the phone. Let me try this again. You can be on the phone with Tanya Gregory Slussman at eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Call in, uh, speak with Monsignor Slussman, or submit your question on Facebook now. We have Claire from Holly on the phone. Claire, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we yeah. hear you just great. Yes, we can. What's Thank your question you, for Monsignor Lusselman? Um, so I was wondering, in the days of Abraham and the other patriarchs, it seemed like God was very approachable, and they could just talk to him and answer straight out. Why does it seem like he's not so approachable now? Hmm. That's a very good question. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, actually, I think I think the best way to to approach that would be to think about what is what is recorded for us in the Book of Genesis um, regarding the story of Abraham. What we are privileged to be witness of is are those conversations that you're referring to, where Abraham and God were were seemingly able to have easily conversation. Um, what, what is not maybe as noticeable is the fact that there are long periods in Abraham's life where nothing of a conversation is recorded, where Abraham waits and wonders um, for, for, for long periods. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't to say that there weren't conversations going on in the, those times. Right. You know? The conversations that are recorded are the ones that we needed, you know, posterity needed to hear uh, for, the, for the purpose of salvation. And I think it's really the same with us. I, I, it's the same God, and He approaches us as human beings in the same way, in that He is approachable. I think it's uh, really important for us to remember He is, He's not like here as an around us, but he is within us. He is, uh, as St. Augustine says, closer to us than we are to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our desire alone to have a conversation with him is enough. If we bring that desire to him, 
there are going to be times when, as it were, we experience a breakthrough, when we can actually seem to hear His voice. At the same time, God speaks in many many different languages. He uses a lot of different ways of communicating with us. And I always encourage people to, uh, when, when in going to the Lord and seeming to get no response and seeming to hear nothing back, to ask Him, say, I, well, you know, Lord, I, I can't hear you. Or how is it that you want me to recognize your way of communicating with me now? And... And that desire to have a real dialogue, a real conversation with the Lord, is really all we need. We don't need to be skilled. We don't need to be advanced in, in, in any particular way. We, we simply need that desire. And to turn to Him, though, we do need to turn to Him in a very deliberate way. And what I like to suggest is, is to, to look at Him, you know? If a picture helps, great. Mm-hmm. But the idea is look into the eyes of the Father or Jesus. Uh, look at the Holy Spirit and address Him as a person because that's what He is, who He is, and and say what's in the heart and, and ask Him to respond. Ask Him to enable you to actually hear Him in whatever way He wants you to hear Him. And in so doing, uh, what you're doing is you're essentially being available, uh, disp- disposed, um, willing to to be there, uh, and giving him the opportunity to communicate with you in a way that sometimes is mysterious, sometimes it takes time, but in patience and, and you know, persevering in doing that, what ends up happening is that we do actually encounter him and we are able to he- receive his word, which is a word of love. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I, I love that one, Sierra. In fact, I had had the same question as Claire recently. I'm reading through the Old Testament, and it seems like there are so many moments where there's just utter clarity, where like David, if he's going to go into battle, he consults the Lord, and the Lord says yes or don't, no. You know, it's just, it's easy and obvious. And there are other things that they set up with the judges about if if there's a question of whether this person's guilty or not, have them drink this. And if, you know, if they are, then bad things are going to happen if they aren't. And so there seemed like there's a, a rock-solid clarity in the Old Testament, and it doesn't seemed like there's that but then just as we were discussing this morning i realized but they there were only these limited people that actually had that interaction with god there was moses and abraham and the whole rest of israel had to depend upon moses talking to god and him telling them what god said whereas now in the new testament era he's so accessible to every one of us and in that having that conversation that you were just talking about that he comes intimately to every one of us so that we can confer with the lord god and we can, so it's not that he's less available in one sense, it, well, in, in a very real sense, he's much more available than he was in the Old Testament. Isn't that true? Yes, because the incarnation, I mean, the, the moment that the Son of God became man, he joined to himself our human nature and, and therefore, in, if I can almost say this, divinized our, our humanity, made a connection, such a deep union between God and, the, and human nature that, that that creates a bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we then, call it a media, he's a mediator yeah, right. in the letter of St. James. And, and then the, the key to that, Claire, is um, you know kind of taking the busyness out of our lives and finding those quiet spaces and having that prayer time that is devoted uh, right away in the morning. Uh, you know, and 
and adoration, it's amazing how he will speak to us when we can just take the the noise and clutter of the common day because, you know, it might have been easier for Abraham to hear in the desert (laughs) among the dryness than it is for us when we are so busy. And I I think I'm glad you mentioned, Janine, the word desert because I really do think, and Claire, this might help, um, you know, you're, you're, you're pointing to something very important is that in order for us to really receive a word from the Lord, I think there are some qualities or conditions of our hearts that need to be cultivated. Mm-hmm. And and I think a, a, a way of summarizing is saying, well, we need to go out into the desert mm-hmm. and we need to be uh, willing to experience a certain solitude, which is not a loneliness, mm-hmm. right. but a, an availability for God, being alone there for Him. Uh, we, we need to practice silence to say our piece, say what's in our heart, but then really listen. And then thirdly, we need to be still. And maybe that's the most difficult one for us. It is in this Uh, day and age. In this day and age especially, Mm -hmm. is just to realize that we're not, so many times what God is not asking us to do is to do something, but to be still. And as the psalmist says, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. And that stillness all of those three, so that solitude, that silence, and that stillness, uh, shows an availability, a vulnerability to God, and it allows Him opportunity, if you will, to yeah. actually, you know, enter into more, to give us love, because that's what He wants. I mean, when He says something, He wants to give us love. Yeah, well, Claire, we, we can't thank you enough for, for your question. It was a fantastic question. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Um, as you can see, Monsignor Schlossman has been pack- unpacking some really uh, insightful wisdom. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have the opportunity to get in uh, in the conversation with Monsignor Schlossman, ask your own questions, you can call in at 877-795-0122. We are coming toward the end of this Straight Talk segment, so the time is running out. So if you want to get on the phone with Monsignor Schlossman, call in 877-795-0122 or submit a question on Facebook, which is exactly what Sue did. Yeah. Sue asks, what is the church's view regarding aliens or life on other planets, Monsignor? <laughs> That's a, That's a great, great question. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, it depends upon what movie you just saw. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, first of all, the first question on life on other planets, I mean, there's no, you know, there could be animal life, there could be plant life, you know, biological life in, in a general sense. The church has no no position per se on that if god wanted there to be you know bacteria on mm-hmm. mars well okay that's that's part of his wisdom and you know and his creating the cosmos when we use the word alien i'm assuming here that we're talking about intelligent reasonable life mm-hmm. of a of a type we're not aware of mm-hmm. it in theory again the church doesn't have a position on aliens in theory you know speculatively speaking it's certainly Maybe not certainly, but it's it's within the realm of possibility that there might be. However, it does it does make us then ask the question: If that were the case, well, how does that work with salvation, mm-hmm. with redemption, with the fall? So, so these really fundamental Christian uh, ways of understanding intelligent life, namely human beings mm-hmm. in this world uh, that we're familiar with, that we know, um, how, what, how, what would that mean? And uh, and so the church is, and the church is not going to have a position on that, um, unless and until there's actual evidence, scientific, 
you know, mm-hmm. solid evidence that uh, there is such life right. in existence. Um, and then, in a sense, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> the one thing that, that we would say that the church absolutely does have a position on would be if there were intelligent life on other planets, they would all have been made by the same God. Yes, and exactly. Jesus Christ would still, I mean, the Trinity is still their God. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. So it's all within, it's all under the, you know, the infinite power of the Creator mm-hmm. and, and has a purpose. So whatever there might yeah. be. Yeah, excellent. That's a great question, Sue. Thanks for uh, submitting that on Facebook. Uh, again, you can call in or submit your questions. The, the number to call in is 877-795-0122, uh, or look us up on Facebook, submit a question, uh, com- uh, comment for Monsignor Schlossman. Yeah, and only about one minute, to, one minute, two minutes to go, so yeah. get those questions yep, in there. Yep. You might uh, want to pick up the phone. <laughs> looks like we're coming to the end. So, Monsignor, now uh, I did see uh, that, that the Newman Center came down yesterday. Yes, it was quite, it was pretty dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they get the backhoe in there with a claw, and um, uh, it's pretty amazing to see how quickly those men can work yeah they really did uh i stopped by in the early afternoon or mid-afternoon to and i was talking to the to the construction manager and it was just it was it was pretty amazing to see what had been there for so many i mean i've been there for five years yeah you know others father jane's been there for 14 plus uh so it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of beautiful uh, graces. Yeah. A lot of life has happened in that place, mm-hmm. in those walls. So, in a sense, it you know, there's a little, a little bit of sadness. Little yeah. sadness there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at the same time, the thought of what will replace it is is so great. Very that, exciting. You know, yeah. That's, and 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 the fact that we're going to continue to to do what we can to serve the college students, the faculty, and staff of NDSU, and and those are you know who are affiliated with us. Um, wherever we might be because really in, in truth the Newman Center is is as we all know is not the building right, right. it's housed by a building um, hopefully a very beautiful one in short you know in a, in a few short years here um, but it's it's the community of faith uh, that's called together and, and bonded by by Christ and that's a great gift to yeah. all of us. And, and for our listeners, uh, we are speaking about the St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo. It, it serves the Catholic community of North Dakota State University, yep. which uh, has quite a, a few students that uh, reach out throughout our whole listening area that attend here. So it, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, Newman Center, as, as all the ones in our listening area are. But pretty exciting to have this kind of a building expansion going on. It really, it really is. It's it's a, it's an amazing process. Well, Monsignor, I want to say thank you to you for being on with us again this morning for the Straight Talk segment. It's always, as I said at the beginning, it's always a treat to have you on, yeah. and uh, we I think we all benefit from that that gift of your learning and your experience with formation. So, uh, stay with us. We're gonna be back on the other side of this break with Brian Cooper of the Faith and Business Conference. We'll be right back. See you then. <laughs> 